2: Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair, and this week is probably the best qualified, certainly the best educated podcast ever. I think we've got Rob Baron, CTID, Nottingham and Exeter Universities. We've got Dave Hodgson at Cambridge University, and Stuart Brodkin. University of Life. Gentlemen, very good to have you on the show this week. Uh, can I start off by saying, are we frustrated, disappointed, or angry, or all three? All three. Which one do you want to start with? The ang- I reckon you well, want to start with the anger, do you? Anger,
3: I think anger, yes. Start, start
2: with anger, Stu. Well,
3: I just think we're, we're not performing to our abilities. We're not, we're not even the sum of our parts. Um... I th- we've talked about this before and I'm, I'm bang on about it again and it's not video technology that may come later but it's just the fact that pellegrini's a dead man walking and i think some of the players know that i mean aguero yesterday missed two three not sitters but normally he would put those away um, and the rest of the team are not are not performing for how, an- how angry are you rob
4: well i'm I'm cross because Klassenberg is a vain, conceited referee and uh, it was a dreadful decision which ranked with uh, Roger East's decision and it put us in a very difficult position. But more seriously, the problem is that once again, City only began to play when they went a goal down. And if they'd shown some of the passion which they showed... Uh, at the injustice of the penalty
2: then it might have been a different game so let's start with the penalty let's get out of the way now um (laughs) you know some people i've read in the press today said you know if it's the arm and he turned his back and he raised his arm and if it hit his arm it's a penalty and they've seen them given and so on so there are plenty of people out there and most of them spurs fans of course and (laughs) as you know i play devil's advocate in this situation dave but what's what's your view how how angry are you how how terrible the decision was that
1: my understanding is that your arm has to be in an unnatural position. It cannot be by your sides. The whole standard, it's got to be by your sides or something like that. If it hits you then, you're fine. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I can't see how Sterling could have got it out of the way. It was very, very harsh, and I'm not even sure it was in the box. Absolutely. But what scared me is how certain Klattenberg yeah. was. He was straight there. I don't know how he could have known without consulting, without doing anything. He was straight on that decision. And that was, you know, a level of certainty bordering on arrogance to me. And I just cannot see how in that moment he could just know.
4: It wasn't bordering on arrogance. It was well past (laughs) arrogance. It was conceited.
3: I just think it was the worst decision I've ever seen. I've been watching football for 50, 60 years nearly, and it's, it was, I've never seen a, be- a worse decision than that. I can't think of one. I mean, the guy. I mean, okay, Sterling, we've said this before, he's a bit of a wimp. He turned his back on the ball, so he cannot deliberately handle the ball or move his hand towards the ball. He couldn't see it. How, unless he's got eyes in the back of his head Uh-oh. and that werewolf haircut, then how could he have done anything... In in the sense of going towards the ball with his hand It's not feasible, it's not possible
2: And a a word that's being used is He guessed Clattenburg No he had to, there's no way
3: you can't guess, you've got
2: to be sure Of course, absolutely, which is what I was going on to say And he was blindsided. his assistant couldn't help him at all Because he, he was far too far away, far too many players between him and the ball And he guessed, and, he, and, he, and it's, as you say, you've got to be, to give a penalty You've got to be 100% certain And he couldn't have been, there's no way he could have been in the position he was and the position that, that uh, Sterling was There's no way
3: he could have been certain Is there such uh, a thing as benefit to... of the doubt, like in cricket? Give well, the batsman the benefit Well, you do Well, you doubt. just don't give it. No, I'm saying, saying, but is, is that a feasible uh, you know, argument? That he well, should have ab- given the benefit of that because he could not Absolutely. have properly seen that incident. Rob? And, and what's going to happen to Klettenberg? Absolutely nothing. nothing.
4: nothing.
3: And uh, He's going to go
4: after the Euros because he's <coughs> one of our top two so refs. Howard yeah. Webb said he's a great referee who made a wrong decision. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. But, you know, once again, a referee makes a
2: disastrous decision and there's no sanction against him whatsoever and from your point of view you said this before you know you want to see sanctions you want to see sort of referees demoted sort of to miss two games or something that's absolutely out there and quite quite sort of in your face that says you know there has been a clear error uh, and therefore this is the punishment for that error you're keen if, to see that aren't if, you?
4: if a manager says something untoward after the game if a player's behaves badly or makes a, a bad tackle or foul during the game then they experience sanctions exactly the same should apply to the referee
3: I don't think that's true I don't think that's correct I think referees should be given technology to help them I don't I don't I don't blame the referee for not spotting things because the games you know okay this the Clattenburg incident may may be a case in point Rob you're probably right on that one but um you know by and large, the game's moved on. It's so quick. Players are feigning um, injury from tackles. They're diving. Without technology, they've got no chance, in my opinion. How
2: far does it go, then? Where, where do we stop? We, we've brought in goal line technology, which I think has been seen as a, a, a great success. It's instant. It goes to the referee's wrist. He knows immediately whether it's a goal or not. There's no delay. You know, we play on. We don't have to stop stop play and review something and and so on we, we we've got an instant decision so, you know where my concern comes in my concern comes in on situations like this very one where you know you have to stop play and then work out and you, well, know, you don't what-
3: stop play the player had stopped and he'd given a penalty what he needs to do at that point is say to the tv gantry or whoever's up there let's have a look sure on on tv i watched the game on tv um that incident was replayed within a few seconds,
2: but the that issue doesn't stop the game. But the issue being, City
3: were appealing against it, or you know, sure.
2: But we've had this conversation. Join that period. Stuart, listen they, to me. We've had no, this but conversation. During
3: that period, they could show the replay.
2: We've had this conversation before. Okay. I know, so, and we'll so, have it again. And we're going to have it now if you shut up and let me do it. So we've got a situation where there's a, there's, there is an, an incident which goes up to the gantry. Yep. So we're, the, the, you know, it's gone to arbitration and the four judges have sat and it's gone to appeal and all that stuff whilst the play's going on. And they go down the other end and City score.
3: Okay. No, but at that point, well, he's, hold on a second. On, no, he's given a penalty, right? He has stopped play. Players stop there's no p- but he's not no sure
2: why is he given a penalty he doesn't he just said to me no, we need okay, to he said the... he said
3: let's have a look.
2: Exactly okay. so while l- listen right. hear me out right, they're sorry, having yeah, a look. Yeah, you're right, yeah? You're right, They're you're having right. a look. Yeah. And City go down the other end and score a pen, uh, score a goal. Okay? So 54,000 people go completely ballistic because we've scored and yeah. suddenly in his ear he says yeah actually Actually, Mark, we think it's a penalty. Take it back for a penalty. Okay. Well,
1: that's, well, that's, about a, that's a nightmare.
2: So go on then, help us out OK, here.
1: so penalty is... He claims to give the penalty, so players stopped.
2: Ah, well, but Stuart saying, that Stuart's saying not at that. He's saying there might be. Can you have a look at it while we're playing on here?
3: No, no, I'm saying well, if a referee gives a penalty, the other side has an appeal <coughs> and says, look, we don't think it's a penalty, um, let's, let's have a look like they're doing cricket. They're allowed maybe two appeals per half.
2: You can't compare well, football and cricket. Every single delivery, there is a stop in play and fielders go back to their mark and the bowler goes back to his mark
4: I and the batsman takes his guard again. you're overcomplicating it, Nigel, because uh, I think you, you really don't because want to Because he's, re- he's
3: a referee, that's but, why. But
4: it happens quite easily in rugby union and uh, maybe soccer is a bit different, but the point is you can easily develop a protocol which would yeah. sort out Absolutely.
2: these extreme positions. Where do you stand on technology, young man?
1: I think it needs, it needs to happen at some level. We're, we're getting to the point where the referees are being held to a standard which they cannot reach because we, are, in the court of public opinion, we have these replays and they do not in real time. What we, the, the concern for me is, say we have stopped play, say it turns out that it shouldn't be a penalty, Spurs have then lost their opportunity to attack because I, my understanding is the ball didn't go out of Stirling, did it? It went away and a penalty was given. So it'd be how you deal with that situation. How do you, how
2: do you restart play in that you, Exactly.
1: Is it a drop ball? How well, do you do it? You know, nightmare. There's, there's got to be a way to untie it, because all we know is the current situation is completely unsatisfactory for all parties.
4: But when, when was the penalty given? After about 54 minutes, was it? You know, where was City before then? Where was the passion? Where was the commitment? What was Sterling doing all the time before that?
2: <laughs> so so you, you, you mentioned this earlier on, Rob, this whole situation and, the, and we talked about it last week with Leicester so we they wanted it more than us and mm. clearly Spurs wanted it more than us. They moved the ball quicker, they had more passion they had more pace, they, 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 were, they were more positive and so on. So, so what, what has got wrong?
1: Well I've got two statistics for you on this. Spurs had 54% of the possession so we had 46 and as we know from, you know, as everyone always complains about when they play Barcelona You need to do a lot more running when you don't have the ball Spurs covered 9 kilometres more than us on the pitch this weekend So they had more of the ball and covered more ground It sums everything up Every time Spurs were running, they were pressing They were doing all the things that we're being told we will see under Guardiola This pressing, high-octane, when, when we haven't got the ball, winning it back And then moving it quickly when they get it We were sluggish going forward and even more sluggish when we lost the ball and it was it was awful to see.
2: Is, is it as simple as Pellegrini needs to go? Because we've had some conversation on Twitter. We've had some. You know, I've posed the question of what you will be asking, and, we, and we've had comment that says Pellegrini should go now. One individual has said that, yeah. saying Pellegrini needs to go. and uh, I uh, think uh, you've got a view on that. Yeah,
4: that's a very silly comment. And. Uh, <laughs> I think we can disregard it very quickly. But I promised I'd pose the question. Okay. Pellegrini, I think it came from the United States. It did. Pele- but Pellegr- he's, a, he's a big fan of the podcast. Okay. well, I respect uh, what he says, but I think he's wrong in that case. Pellegrini has been a, uh, a good manager, but not a very good manager. And in lots of ways, he's failed, you know, in terms of his strategy, in terms of his decisions to go, for example, for four competitions. Uh, that That has proved to be... Uh, unwise and, and it, it could be the undoing of the team. But we have to be proportionate here. We're six points ahead of United or whatever team is fifth and uh, this, is, this is not a time to panic. You know, City can end the season by qualifying for the Champions League if they preserve their priorities. And, and then that will be the time for Pellegrini to go But the key issue is to qualify for the Champions League And that means sacrificing not only the FA Cup But other things uh, around uh, the next few weeks as well Do you agree with that Stuart?
3: I don't, I think we can First of all we, we need to win one game to, to win a trophy, the Capital One Right. So that's, that's done and dusted if we do that um, We're not going to win the FA Cup We're probably going to field a reserve team or a junior team against Chelsea So that's out of the door um, we're not good enough to win the Champions League, and, w- and I think we've blown the the, uh, the Premiership. So it, uh, there's no point in saying let's prioritise.
2: So it's you're like, a Pellegrini Are you he saying no Pellegrini needs- goes now then, and, no, we, and we try? No, no,
3: let him, let him finish his term. He's been has been a, he's a good man. He's been in this situation before at Madrid when they wanted Mourinho, in, and he was a lame duck there. So he knows he knows the drill. It's unfair on him, and I think it was a little bit unfair for Guardiola to come out when he did and say, I'm going, to, I'm going to the Premier League. There's only two or three teams he could have gone to. You don't need to be a, you know, a genius to work it out. Um, there are rumours from Bayern Munich that they want him out before the end of the season too. So We,
4: we should be proportionate. It is not a crisis. But the doomsday situation <laughs> is that Guardiola comes in as a manager and City are not in the Champions League. Mm. And we don't want that to happen.
1: I've never... well. I was a Pellegrini fan first season, as you know last year, I wanted him to go at about this time after I think it was after the Burnley match i don 't think tactically he 's very sharp, but it will be so stupid to let him go hmm. who, who's gonna, who honestly who is going to improve us is going to come in for three months, knowing guardiola 's coming in afterwards Brian Kidd. <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> you know it, it is not it 's not a tenable option i don 't like his tactics i don 't like. The fact that we have never really seemed to press the ball properly under him. We've been terrible when we don't have the ball under Pellegrini, but... What's the alternative? Can
2: I go, can I go back to Rob? Because I don't disagree with what you say at all In terms of prioritising I think it will be a disaster for Pellegrin to, uh, for Pellegrin to go uh, For Pep to come in And us not been in the Champions League I think we'd all agree with that So what needs to happen then Rob? So it's, we've seen two games, two home defeats Two on the trot To Leicester and now Spurs uh, Where we've shown no passion, no pace No real commitment you know, We've been second best in all all departments, what needs to happen then? It well, was a exu- question
4: of leadership, and the good news is that a uh, company came back, he had an excellent game, uh, the players around him played better than they have previously done in the last few games, and after the game, he spoke real common sense about this being an issue of character. So I think that's very important and encouraging to go forward, because without him, it looks very
2: bleak indeed. I mean I had Dan the, There are some positives and, and obviously I think the key one is Vincent back Played 90 minutes Which I thought was, was quite smart as well He clearly was, was up for it And I think they, they got the timing right um, Good to see him back And, and, and as Rob says Ot- Otamendi next to him Looked a better player as well I think Not that he had the greatest game in the world But he, he seemed more controlled and, and, and less impulsive I suppose As yeah. well as, as, as a centre-back but That pairing seemed to work Apart yeah, from... I
3: we need company. He organises the defence. There's no question about that. But um, you know, he's a bit of a flight risk in terms of injuries. Um, I'm not sure whether Guardiola is going to trust him for a whole season. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, it was that was probably the only positive from the game. But I, were we that bad? We had about twenty odd shots I against would... their five or six. Were we, th- were we
2: really that bad? Yeah, I think we were second best. Okay. I do. I, th- oh. I, I absolutely think we were second best okay. in, in most departments. I really do. I did, did, did you see it any other way? I... There were some positives. We can, we can try and pick up some hit, positives. We hit the bar. From a free click, a... yeah.
3: Yeah, we hit the bar. We, we had a penalty which shouldn't have been a penalty. Take but... the, make those two incidents in our favour, we win.
2: But, but we, you know, we, gave the ball, we gave the ball away We didn't move it quickly I didn't think we want. I said before I'm repeating myself But we didn't have the passion We didn't have the commitment That I think Spurs had I think they were, they were yeah. by far The better
1: side It's a positive it, Well it's, a, it's basically A negative dressed up as a positive But I thought Yayatore had one of his Best games in the last Couple of months Still wasn't yeah. great yeah. I think a lot of it Will be the fact That he's not captain I think you know, The lack of leadership We had under him Made us ask questions About why he was captain In the first place But I think the pressure gets to him when he's captain. I don't think he is a leader, and I think he probably knows that. Bit, bit of that pressure off him. He looked a lot better going forward, but I still feel he leaves a gaping hole behind him.
3: Yeah. I,
2: I'll give you another positive. A 19-year-old Nigerian international comes yep. off the bench and has scored three goals from the substitutes bench.
3: Fantastic. he has got, Kelechi, an, eye, he's what, got what, an eye for what, goal. What a great goal. Yep. Took it brilliantly. Yeah, he did. He's got an eye for goal. I mean, he's a natural-born striker. There's no question about it, and he, he, you know, he could link up with uh, Aguero next season. And who knows what will happen? So, you know, they could do a Vardy. Um, what's his name? Marez. Yeah. Double act. You know, they've scored about 50 goals between them. Yeah. Godfrey, no one of those Guardiola
1: is injured. Will play 4 Absolutely no way, Guardiola will play 4-4-2.
3: No, probably not. But you know, anyway. but I'm trying to find positives yeah, here. Well, I, and, thought, uh, I
1: thought.
4: Um, Silver, the fact that he played at all after uh, being clobbered uh, the week before—he went off to Spain. He got a magical cure. He looked. He didn't have his best ever game, but he, you know, he made a real contribution. I thought that um, uh, Yaya had a good game, and we, you know, people on this uh, podcast criticise him when he plays badly. So we should. Uh, emphasize that and i thought that once uh, he'd given away the penalty then sterling showed some character and determination which was missing for the first 50 minutes
2: yeah so should we try and look forward then because because just (laughs) just just reminding ourselves that we've won 21 points from our oh sorry we won 21 points from our opening nine league games and we've claimed just 26 points from the subsequent 17 matches, which is not sort of Premier League winners' form, is it? Let's be honest. It's uh...
3: well, we haven't been a team in the top six this season.
2: So, so how do you see the running? We've got, we've got Leicester, who's continued to, to to go. Also, you know, has the bubble burst? You know, they lost to Arsenal. Is that it now? Is that the Leicester bubble gone? Listen, they top of the Premier League. They're still two points clear. What's your what's your view of Leicester? Does that change very
3: much? I, th- I think they've shown a few signs recently that they're not as dominant as they have been, and uh, although they might have been unlucky yesterday with the penalty with the uh, sending off, There's they're still cr- going to be in the top four.
4: It's a critical issue here, and it was the same with Liverpool when they came close to winning uh, the Premier League. Leicester are playing very few games; they've got a long time to yeah. recover. I don't think they play for the next 12, 12 games. When City, you're going to play. Three times, and that's going to ha- that's going to make a difference. So you cannot discount Leicester from winning the whole thing,
1: especially the way they play as well. Um, I think the thing with Leicester that's impressed me so much, as much as people talk about Vardy and Mares, it's Cante um, and Drinkwater in the centre of the park. For a 4-4-2, and I I know I say this every time, I don't like 4-4-2 usually because you lack the numbers in midfield, you lack that ability to press the opposition to really stifle out um, any attacks they try and launch from midfield. But Kante and Drinkwater, the work rate of those two, the speed at which they close players down and their ability to launch attacks, so you have... Vardy, Mares, Albrighton, and Okazaki going forward. And they're always able to release them to set them off in good positions, but also keep the defence secure. And that's been the staple of how Leicester have done it and how they've played the style they have. And I think those two have probably been the best two centre midfielders in the league this season. And that's been the difference.
2: I mean, bearing in mind that we've sort of lost seven games already, and I think there's one (laughs) one team has has won the Premier League having lost seven games. I think, or am I right in thinking one, one team's done that, or has that never happened? Maybe I should check my facts before I come up. We've lost seven games anyway. I thought it right? was
1: six was the record.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure no one's ever won it with that. What, what's What's your view? How How do you see the sort of the, the final four end, ending up then? Do you, if you had to sort of sit here now and we'll, we'll finish in the top four. Yes. And, and Leicester will win it. Is that where you're sitting from what you said? I think
1: Tottenham will win it. Big big shout, but I think Tottenham will win it.
2: Who are your favourites then, Rob?
1: I don't care if City City aren't going to win.
4: I couldn't give a stuff who who wins it. The only important issue from a parochial point of view is that we finish in the top four. And happily, uh, my United friends are deeply depressed about uh, the way United are playing. I don't see that, actually. I think they're rather a better team than their supporters think and I think there's still a risk that they could come in on a a good run. So City have got to uh, play to their mettle, and the derby is going to be
2: a very big game. Coming back on the train, I sadly was surrounded by a number of Spurs fans, as you probably appreciate, uh, and had to take quite a lot of stick. I was wearing my Aguero shirt, so it was quite obvious who I was supporting, and uh, took a lot of stick. Um, and I reminded them that we're still in four competitions, of course. So, so that's the the one positive. Although I know Stuart, you think we're going to maybe end up with only one of those at the I end. Think of we, of may it. Not, we
3: may not end up with one. But let's just kind of sort of run through those
2: very quickly, just yeah. kind of for the last ten minutes or so. And uh, it's been well documented. We we play Chelsea in the FA Cup on Sunday, and he's he's going to play a, a reserve side, an EDS side, a weakened side. I mean, who knows what. It looks like. any, any thoughts on what that might look like?
1: The, the game or the side? <laughs> well, but The,
2: the side, for, The, the side, side first of all Well,
1: I guess he'll start Kalecci I mean, I think he'll, he'll want to give him another chance in the cup But there's um, Alex Garcia, the young midfielder Who's been on the bench a lot of late um, Probably give Angelino a chance there's, there's some decent players in there But not players who are ready to go up against a Chelsea team For whom this is the only thing they're yeah. likely to win
3: mm. And they're looking a lot better in the last couple of games, Chelsea
1: Got a very good manager. Yeah. Very, very good
4: manager in hitting. True. You have to blame the BBC for this situation. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's disgraceful. <laughs> Not Kratenberg. So we've blamed
2: Kratenberg, we well, now well, blame. Well, why, why yes, help us understand why we blame the BBC. The scheduling
4: BBC. Of, of the game is ridiculous uh, three days before the Champions League. So it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of criticism of Pellegrini for fielding a weakened team, and he's absolutely right to do so. And uh, it gives the young players an opportunity to show
3: what they're worth.
2: So we're expecting a defeat at Chelsea then, Stu? you think that's, uh, that's guaranteed nailed on, is it?
3: It might be a good thing, actually, if we want to stay in the Champions League positions. I think we'll finish third or fourth. Um, uh, and we're off to Dynamo
2: Kiev then on the Wednesday? All, uh, all going, are we? We've all got our ticket all flying off then, are you then? All
1: £4.50 that it costs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there we go again.
4: The incompetence of UEFA is, is, is astonishing. I mean, why did they choose to allow fans to come into the game only a week ago? Yeah. That is completely uh, uh, incompetent and, and unfair to to city supporters to have to make plans right at the last minute and have to pay high prices as a result of that. These people are are disgraceful and and the fans should boo as much as they possibly can when the anthem comes more
1: more to the point why were we being punished in the first place this was an issue of discipline on the dynamo kiev fans why are you punishing the away fans as well i don't know is it a security issue that they feel away fans will be targeted if they're the only ones in the ground is is that the justification but I, i can't see for any reason why we should be penalized for that it doesn't make sense to me
2: what about we're going to come back in a second Rob, Rob is going to vote on who is the most incompetent this week, it's either going to be Clattenburg the BBC or UEFA because he's been pretty critical of all three and there may be a fourth one on his list because he always comes prepared with his notes and he's scribbling away now but we want to vote and you can think about this as well guys as well. is it Clattenburg, is it the BBC or it, this might well be the incompetent podcast this, this, this week uh, your, your thoughts on, uh, on on the game rather than sort of who's I to blame good. on the the game on, I mean,
3: is going to be very very difficult with a, song, a week inside um, we're weakened already by him We've got about six players out through injury yep. um, He's going to play a week He might play two or three, you know, first teamers, if you call them that We're going to lose And I think, as I say, it might be a good thing um, I'll be astounded if we don't What we don't want is a replay
2: What are you scribbling, Mr Behrens? Uh, I was just
4: thinking carefully about in-
3: Incompetence <laughs> <laughs> It's got sure, you
2: you no, well, we'll uh, well, to be give No we'll wait There may be more incompetences <laughs> As we go through of course It um. may not be the, uh, the last one of course so, so you, Stuart's, you know, being quite quite honest here, and I, and I appreciate his honesty. Capital One Cup, let's just win that, and against the resurgent Liverpool side who stuck six in at the weekend, which so they'll be they'll be on a bit of a roll and feeling a bit more co- confident about themselves. Yeah. He's happy for us to win that and then kind of basically just qualify for the champion which is a bit different from a few weeks ago yeah. when it was we're up for all four trophies. That's a massive change. Quadruple, yeah.
3: We were going to do four
2: trophies. Yeah. and so well, I never thought happy.
3: we would, but some people did. Well, yeah. Yeah. We were, me, some but is it all four? four?
4: Is it more important to, to beat Liverpool at Wembley or Liverpool at Anfield? A few days later. I think it's more important to beat them at Anfield.
3: No, I think it'd be a great day out for the fans, a great send-off for Pellegrini if he win at Wembley. And he's, he's, he's a nice guy, there's no question about that. he brought us a league title. We like winning cups, Come on,
2: you want to see us lift a bit of silverware? Yeah, come on. I, I do want to see us,
4: but the team... Especially against the Scousers The resources are depleted I mean some of you guys were critical of De Bruyne For the way that he was playing I mean good heavens how how badly we need him now Absolutely And and he's not there And he was wasted in being played in in, in the Carling Cup
2: Or the Capital One Cup as it is now
1: But no one saw that coming No (laughs) one saw that injury coming He only played 20 minutes in the game anyway I, I've never been a big fan of the Capital One Cup. I don't. I don't really think we can call it a major trophy anymore. I think the way the clubs, the attitude the clubs take to it, has now sort of permeated to the very fabric of the trophy, and it really isn't a a big deal. But it's a final against Liverpool, and for me, as simple as we have to win that.
3: They'll be desperate to win it, Liverpool. There's no question, and we've got to be the same. We've got to go out there
1: and do them, you know.
2: And three days later we go to Anfield and play them again It's just it's, Well, uh, you know. at least
1: it's them At least it's someone who's going to be just as tired Well, if we
3: beat them at Wembley, they're going to be completely down for the game at Anfield Surely, no?
1: I, I don't know,
2: no idea With Jürgen, Jürgen might have them you know, wound up into, into a fervour and yeah. got them all motivated Just don't know, do you? Well, our brand new, before we go back to Rob for his vote, you know, our brand new iPhone app has been updated and is absolutely free at the iTunes store. It's a thing of beauty with all your shows there, videos, news, et cetera. Download it and leave us a nice review. All the links to our Facebook page, Twitter, and details of our fantastic phone apps are all at citypodcast.net. And please join us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, which is at City Podcast. So, Rob, the, the incompetent podcast clattenberg the bbc uefa or is there another one you want to add to your list of incompetence this week
4: i think the nobel prize for incompetence goes to mark clattenberg this week
2: and Um, i think you're going to have complete agreement from around the microphones this week
3: 100 if i can't
1: say aston villa then yes (laughs)
2: Well what can I say Rob Barron, CTID, Dave Hodgson And Stuart Rockin. Thank you for being here And giving Mark Clattenburg the Incompetent Award This week This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening And we'll talk to you all very soon
4: This is a Playback Media production Served to you in association with Why Not Think People
0: Sports Social Podcast Network
4: Step into the world of power Loyalty